Hello, welcome. This is Well This Sucks, our podcast about our friend Danielle's fight against breast cancer. I'm Tana. I'm Heather. I'm Danielle. And today we have Eden Dranger. <laughs> Thank you so much Comedian, for being here. Writer, <laughs> podcaster. Jesus. Don't give me more. Woman nouns. chef. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. You dug deep. Uh, Eden. Consumer of foods. <laughs> Get it. Yeah. As we all do need to survive. Uh, yeah. <laughs> consumer of food. Yeah, that's I true. I hate the term point. foodie. Like, they're like, oh, yeah. too. of course. Like, I'm a breathy. I breathe air. <laughs> like, yeah. What? Yeah. So, um, yeah. Makes Thank it sound you so like much for welcome. taking the time Stuck to up. be here. Of course. No better way to spend a Friday night. Yeah, it's, I love the summer, so I'm just really, summer's good. Summer's good. I feel like though in the summer, I'm not doing summery things enough to really relish it. Like, I'm like oh my you. God, it's going to be December and I'm gonna be like going to be like, fuck, why isn't it July? Mm-hmm. And now yeah. it's July and I'm like, what, what why I, isn't what? it December? I'm so busy. It's so no, hot. no, I don't want to be <laughs> December. Oh, okay, cool. No. Uh, I don't like it. I just, no, I don't mind either. the heat or the coldness. It's just the getting dark at four that yeah, I hate. That's time change. I just heard that it's going to be on the ballot. Yeah. I heard, yes. Mm-hmm. 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 Ooh, I'm so excited. So let's vote for yeah. that. But yeah, Eden, you have a podcast and sure a comedian who doesn't i know yeah <laughs> cannot be a resident of la without having a podcast it's true yeah. it so is. They, we they'll kick podcast. you out we do have a podcast well oh. it's uh, like the yeah. only medium where you are not really ruled by a network as to what you can pr- pr- like produce and all that stuff so I, I think it's that's why creatives like to do it because it's yeah. like you know they can do what they want it doesn't take a lot of money it's not like a tv show we have to have like 80 execs like green lighting it they could just put it out there so Absolutely. I hear that. Yeah. Anyway, speaking my language, <laughs> I know. Uh, what is what's your podcast about? It's called Failing Up, and we talk nice. to quote unquote successful people about their past failures and how it shaped their oh, success. So nice. It's a little encouraging because we've all like made mistakes and have made really bad decisions and ugly work that we're not <laughs> proud of. <That's> true. <laughs> and it just helps to like listen to people that have made it to own up to like yeah i did all this horrible stuff and before and um this is what i learned from it and sometimes like like we had our last guest told us that he was in between like these writing jobs and he wasn't getting any jobs so he just was writing this movie and that movie became uh the spy who dumped me which is coming out soon Ooh, with Mila oh Kunis. yeah mm-hmm. yeah 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 and that Ooh. was just like Whoa. i know cool it's huge i know and it was doing it between failures oh boy i know oh, God, <laughs> i just thought Hell yeah. Yeah. There's hope. When you're failing, you're succeeding. Yeah. Well, you can't succeed without failing is what I yeah. like to think of it. Going so. up from there. No, I'm succeeding. We're all succeeding. Yeah. And we're failing. I'm succeeding, we're succeeding so hard. <laughs> succeeding so hard. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, do you have... Do you perform stand-up? Or? I used to. I don't do it okay. anymore. But everyone's like been telling me to start doing it again. Yeah. But <sighs> did you feel fulfilled with it? Do you feel the need to do it? Or It's more, I liked doing it when I was doing it, but I hated asking for like stage time and hustling and driving like 15 miles to do 10 minutes. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like not getting paid anything, yeah. if anything. Um, so yeah, I just don't like the hustle of it. Um, and I knew it like, wasn't going to be like Louis C.K. or some shit. Like I'm not going to be like hey. this. You know, don't you don't want to be Louis. <laughs> I know. Like, I wasn't going to be like a stadium type of person that like, you know, performs for like a right. Nokia theater or something. And yeah, um, yeah. And I don't that I don't know the culture. I, I mean, it's better now, but like at the time, it was kind of insufferable. So yeah. 
Um, I feel like there are a lot of friendlier stages. Now, there are, yes. You know, although like my favorite stage, like the Nerdist, uh, mm-hmm. the Nerd Melt showroom closed. Mm-hmm. I know. Um, yeah. That sucks. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. Everything. I don't know. I don't know what it is now. I feel like so out of touch with it. Like. I don't know where the cool alt shows are anymore. I have an alt show. You can come do stand okay. up. <laughs> Literally, you definitely can. There's so many alt to. shows that I don't yeah. even know. Like, I feel like you have to be in the circuit and like know it to go back in. So I've just been scared to do that again. It's scary. Yeah. I say that like I perform stand up. I've done stand up twice, and they were both in 2012. So, but I'm like, also like soon, soon gonna get back on that horse. But I do a lot of sketch and improv. That's that's, good. So that's where the, that why I have a show. Cool. Where yeah. you can perform. Stand. Oh shit. <laughs> oh shit. I get asked a lot to do stuff on the road, and it's weird because they want me to do like forty-five minutes, and I'm like, cool, but I can't even get fifteen minutes in LA to practice these forty-five minutes. Right. Jeez. So I know it's minutes. crazy. That sounds like. So- such a long time so like long. i don't know i'm just gonna i think the next time i get asked to do that because the money's fine i'll just bring like i don't know a, like a novel and we'll just start reading yeah, start reading. <laughs> just like talking about your day and <laughs> talk about the eden day i'll write yeah. i'll write about or i'll read from crime and punishment but like <laughs> in a Your really commentary. in like an australian accent yeah or some shit or like a bostonian accent yes Give them all different accents boston yeah, so. how about Shakespeare in a Bostonian accent? That's actually <laughs> that hilarious. hilarious, right? I can't believe that hasn't been done. I know. You feel like it's all been done at this point. Yeah. Shh, I'll cut this part out just so no one, <laughs> no one steals, steals the it. idea. Oh, yeah. Um, That's gold. But yeah, so did you move to L.A. for performing or oh, no. writing? I was born here, baby. Nice. <laughs> I was Whoa! born in this home. Yeah. <laughs> Very few and far between. I, I can't believe I. What, what how area? dare I assume? I just no. Ass- it's that's not. Like, it's, how dare you? It's uh, uncommon. Uh yeah, I was born and raised here. Moved. I lived in New York for like half a year, and I lived in college. I lived in UC Santa Barbara for like a couple, like three years or so. Um, so I've like lived outside of LA, but I'm from here, yeah. and I'm still here. Are your parents here? My parents are dead. Mm. So they're oh technically... God, what an idiot. No, it's fine. It's oh, fun no. to talk about. It's great. It's been a lot. It's been a while. So I can talk about it. It's fun. <laughs> so this is why we all I'm an idiot. It's okay. Because he didn't have on the show to talk about her mom's battle with breast cancer. Yeah. She and lost. I, big time. And yeah. I knew that. And I said parents <laughs> plural. Oh, no, it's fine. They're both dead. It's okay. Um, uh, but they're... My dad's buried here and my mom's buried in israel so oh wow yeah so one of them's still here i guess <laughs> are your parents still here yep yeah. hey my dad's ashes are in the backyard cool so he's here too yeah know? see he's with Hanging us i always yeah whenever like creepy shit happens in my house i'm like stop it mom i know like <laughs> i know <laughs> i get that she haunts me but like in a good way <laughs> uh, i wish i could say the same <laughs> So well, it's like, a, it's just not, I'm not like, I wish ghosts were just helpful. Mm-hmm. Like, don't, don't like move the picture frame all sideways. Or like yeah. make noises that are going to scare the living <laughs> shit like, out of you. Don't Fold my laundry at least. <laughs> don't have Take a, out the garbage. Yeah. Make yourself useful ghost. <laughs> Fuck off. ghost. <laughs> yeah. Stop having staring matches with my dog. Oh That's yeah. Clearly oh, what's happening. Yeah. Oh. Like, get out of here. <laughs> Stop it. If you're not going to 
tell me that you really do love me once and for all thinking <laughs> gtfo dude yeah <laughs> but my other dad obama's he's right. fine obama's gonna come <laughs> home soon yeah yeah Thank he is <laughs> your mom was was she born in israel she was born in israel um she her parents are from austria and they emigrated to israel like i think in the early 40s because mm. they heard that like the nazis were coming because oh, <laughs> that yeah. was a thing and they're like, let's oh, get out. Oh, yeah, yeah they're like let's get out of yeah. here um moved to israel and my mom was born there and wow. she lived in um like they owned a little bread and breakfast and so she basically like lived in a hotel but it was like a it was more like an inn sweet yeah she yeah. was like eloise yeah. she was kind of like eloise the funny thing is her older brother now like works for hilton so <laughs> he really upgraded yeah <laughs> they, they're still in the hotel still business. in it yeah. still in the great. industry my cousin still works in manila at a resort they're all still in the hotel business it's weird whoa yeah <laughs> you, you said a... your brother's at hilton my, my mom's brother her older brother oh gotcha okay. yeah she you had a twin brother any too. siblings i have a half sister on my mom's side so but i don't talk to her very much she's mm. 15 years older than me whoa yeah she lives in valencia she's got like three kids and no life whoa <laughs> it's okay no i also have two older half sisters on my dad's side you have two yeah she collects them uh, yeah. i do i thought you only had one i know well Learning me too for a time you know anyway uh, oh whoa. we won't get it we'll save <laughs> table like that to be unpacked. but they're all like like we are we don't talk they're i don't yeah i don't talk they're to them. senior citizens Oh yeah, you know they're up here. They're up. Well, we're all gesturing up there. Guys. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Yeah. Was your mom living in LA though when she mm-hmm. was dying? Yeah. So with my mom, she actually got pregnant with me, and then found out while she was pregnant with me <gasps> that she had like a suspicious lump, and her doctor was like, "All right, just have the baby. Um, maybe don't breastfeed, so we can like do a lipectomy and start Whoa. chemo and all that stuff." Aww. Um, and like, she kind of didn't care and had me anyway and still breastfed me for like six months and then did chemo. Um, I know she really was like, I don't know why she did that. That's a stupid decision. (laughs) Wanted to bond with you more. I think so, but I think it's stupid now looking back. Uh, so yeah. So then it wasn't like that bad. I think it, it was pretty localized. It was in her lymph nodes. I want to say like stage one, not a big, not huge deal. Right. And at the time, they were really against doing major surgeries. Even lumpectomies was like considered major. So they just took out, I think, the lymph nodes that were affected. And yeah, and I don't think she even like lost all her hair. She lost like part of it because it wasn't that long. I think she did radiation. I don't remember. I was mm-hmm. of infant. You were just born. Yeah. So, but yeah. I look at like pictures and I like, yeah. I'm like, I think she has a little less hair here, but I'm not mm-hmm. sure. Um so anyway so that happened and then when i was in third grade she got a real lump in the shower like she was like oh this is serious Mm -hmm. and they did that time they did do a lumpectomy full chemo lost all her hair uh radiation the works they put her on tamoxifen and all these other stuff um and and then she got better and that was fine um they still have like when you were in third grade they they did the lumpectomy but they never removed Mm -hmm. the Breast. Yeah, they never moved the breast. Okay. How did I, you feel as a third grader? If you remember. I think yeah. uh, the scariest, cancer was like a scary word, but because like my, I knew my grandpa died of it and I knew my grandma died of it. Mm. Also had breast cancer, you know, but she, I wasn't born when she died. So I, I knew mm. it kills people, but like I mm. never saw my mom sick. Like she was never in bed. 
she never seemed sick to me um so i just never assumed it was like a bad or like you know i never i never thought this would like something that could kill her possibly she the extent of it was just her losing her hair yeah which was like i remember once i knew it would happen i remember we're going on a ski vacation to like canada or something and we're in the car to the airport and my mom's hair looks weird and it's it looks normal but like like it looks like it normally does, but like it's just a little strange. And then she she turns around. And she's like, "Hey, what do you think of my hairstyle?" And I'm like, "It's okay. It's a little. Uh, I don't know. It's." She, and then she like she does this weird thing where she like pulls it up a little bit and like moves it. And I'm like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and I was like, "What the hell?" She's like, "Yeah, you know, Daddy shaved it last night, and like this is the wig, the now. wig now." Whoa! And I got pretty used to it. Um, yeah. Yeah, but. It was kind of fun actually going like wig shopping with her. She mm. put on all these crazy wigs, but um, yeah. So so then she got better. Um, hair grew back. Uh, she seemed okay, and then she fell at work when I was like twelve or so or thirteen, and she kept coughing and she thought, oh maybe I punctured my lung or something. So she goes to get uh, like an MRI of her lung, and they realize that there's breast cancer cells in her lung which was very strange and weird yeah um and Sorry, eventually how old was she so she at the time was 49 okay uh when she had me she was 38 uh which is very young yeah <laughs> at the time this was very old to have a kid it was very young time. to have cancer but so she was like uh this is weird and they basically were like well i guess we gotta do chemo again and they did, but it didn't really do anything because it kind of was like metastasized all over her lung. And I think once cancer gets to the lung, it's at the time it was like really impossible to treat. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just slowly just she basically died of not being able to breathe of like emphysema. Oh my gosh. Oh, wow. She was like living on like a quarter of a lung. Was she going through any chemo or treatment? She was. And they took her off because they noticed the chemo was ineffective. Uh and she was kind of mad too because she like lost her hair and then it grew back again. And she was oh. like, well, my hair is all short now. And, you know, right. um, but so when she died, she was 50. Yeah. Wow. And I was 13. Yeah. And like, I really, I only saw her sick for like maybe a month. Like she was in bed mm-hmm. a lot and because she couldn't breathe. And I remember ever like I remember every time I'd go into her room, she would like she had like an oxygen machine. But when I came in, she'd take it off to make her Aww, seem not sick. Right. Yeah. So so then she died. And uh, and then I, you know, had my dad. Uh, and, you know, that was it's an awkward time to be like, you know, a teenager without a mom. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like high school was an experience. <laughs> but um, I don't know. My dad was really cool. He was a good he, I'm, I'm lucky I had the dad I had. Yeah. I don't know if I meant it at the time, but I used to tell my dad, like, oh, my gosh, I'm really glad you're alive. Because, like, if I was left alone with mom, I don't know if mom could handle this. Because, <laughs> like, my mom was kind of, like, messy and, like, not organized. Yeah. My dad was, like, very organized and, mm. like, punctual. But, yeah, so that that's my, that's my mom's cancer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. That is, I made a lot of wrong assumptions. Yeah. Because no. I, like, I, for some reason, I thought that you lost your mom, you know, as an adult, like you were an adult already. I didn't realize you were a teenager. Yeah, I was young. And so how f- did happened you, so fast. Mm-hmm. how did you cope? Did you, did your um, dad put you in therapy or did yeah, you like, I think the, the, the blessing of it all was that my mom never appeared sick. 
mm-hmm. until I was, until she was actually very sick. So I felt like I got like a really good quality mom for 13 yeah. years. And I think she's the reason I'm funny. Cause like my yeah. dad was so not funny. Well, you mentioned the wig thing and I was like, Oh, that's where she gets it from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, I mean, yeah. she, well, the second time she had chemo, she even got like, like the third time, sorry. She got like an expensive wig that was made out of real hair that made from like Cher's wig maker. Yeah. And she had nice. to like literally use a curling iron every night to curl it and like style it. And I'm like, mom, I don't think this is worth this. <laughs> like just get a synthetic wig. Like, <laughs> right. It's worse oh, yeah. than real hair. Right. <laughs> it looked so real. Like yeah. it was crazy real. But, um, but yeah, so uh, I got a really good quality mom. And then like my dad freaked out and was like, okay, you're going to therapy. Like I basically was in therapy since I've been 13, but I don't think it was like that effective because I didn't choose the therapist really. My dad did. My dad paid for it. I, you know, I kind of lied to her. I think you probably didn't get anything very much. out. No. Yeah. Yeah. No, not really. So young Mm -hmm. and probably closed off to it. Yeah. I, I I just, I didn't. Yeah. It wasn't. Yeah. I had like a lot of my dad's friends try to like be mothery to me, but that always turned me off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like female friends? Yeah. They're like, hey, so let's talk about sex ed. And I'm like, oh. all right, please stop. <laughs> oh, no. I know. Yeah. And I'm like, I, guess... I know this. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. I already know. I read Cosmo, bitch. <laughs> I have no, the internet. internet is almost health a thing. Class. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Health class. Ew. We had AOL. Okay. I have chat rooms. I'm going to get it. Yeah. There's a sexy chat room where I can talk about the clit and stuff. <laughs> a yeah. sexy chat room. <laughs> I used to like put, I, I was like thinking to myself oh my god I used to go to these chat rooms and pretend I'm someone completely yes. different okay. ASL oh, yeah. yes. ASL baby yes on a cyber I wonder yeah. if any well, of us cybered what? together cyber each other cyber. that would be a, an amazing rom-com <laughs> that would I'd watch that I have oh to gosh. cut that part out too again yes <laughs> all these ideas how many ideas we need like a write need them like down a whiteboard yeah. here really this yeah. is just a this is just a pitch session guys yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. very effective <laughs> Uh, I'm just like imagining like we're like friends and then you just keep going back and like cybering with this person that you think you're but it's like the two of you like and then you're like I don't know yeah, yeah I see it all in my sure. mind sorry she's on a tangent if you can see it then that means it's a great pitch yep. mm-hmm. yeah so and you and your dad didn't go to like group or um we did later in life when i went to rehab (laughs) i was gonna ask if you went through some sort of rebellious yeah i did and like and i went when i went to rehab uh my dad started going to group and i think he like never went to therapy ever my mom and on the other hand used to do psychotherapy where you go every day Whoa. whoa yeah because she was like before she wanted to be a psychologist and so she was really into that um but my dad was like really new so when i started to go to group therapy kind of as part of the program parents were encouraged to come he like loved it and like therapists loved him and he started going without me like after like i left the rehab because they still have it there it's Mm -hmm. a great place uh, if you ever want to go uh it's very holistic it's called montanito and they have like it's basically just a house and you have like six women Mm -hmm. and therapists living there and it's very normal and like not crazy and um maybe i will go exactly it's just like honestly i kind of was telling my therapist like i miss going to rehab just because like i miss being around women that are nice Mm -hmm. and just like 
encouraging encouraging and having not having to stress out about anything and like you know having all these like we have all these interesting sessions and like we have like yoga and like pole dancing and stuff like that it's like can this just be like a like a retreat here's the thing your dad sometimes it didn't feel like a like a rehab but i what did make it feel like a rehab is that so it was in malibu course where they all yeah. are mm-hmm. the, the mothership mm-hmm. the mecca of rehabs yes. where they all give babies to the little rehabs uh, <laughs> oh my gosh there's a good there's a good tv show there just you go. Malibu. put it on the put board that on the board put that on the yeah board. <laughs> and we used to every friday night we'd go uh we had two outings a week we'd go on sunday afternoons and friday nights and then Friday nights, we would just go to the, the Malibu Starbucks and CVS and go to CVS and get what we needed. And then like shampoo or makeup or whatever and get a decaf beverage from mm. Starbucks if we chose. Mm-hmm. And what was funny is that I remember going on the Friday night and then we would be, so it'd be like one like therapist taking us like as a chaperone and then six girls. And I remember going and I'm like seeing at the CVS other chaperones with like their people oh boy like, this is oh wow i do feel as, like i'm part of a thing yeah <laughs> the whole community. this is not normal yeah <laughs> but it's normal there yeah. yeah and i bet that's nice yeah, yeah. actually like hey look look at us <laughs> huh? oh it's yeah. nice your night out too uh-huh yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> it was nice because also because like i think especially just for me not growing up with a mom having all these really encouraging women mm-hmm. uh not just the therapists but like the girls and everything it was yeah. just like it was like the mom I never had. So I really yeah. loved that experience and it really helped me. And I think that's also why my dad sent me there. So mm-hmm. that's more therapy than your therapist. I know. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's how- my dad's extent of group therapy. <laughs> when, when was that? If you don't so mind. So that was saying. when I was 20. I turned 21 there. Mm, I remember whoa. going to Benihana. <gasps> I went to Benihana my 21st oh, birthday really? too. <laughs> yeah. To my parents. Oh. to Benihana. My dad got me That's this. That's where my parents took me yeah. on my 21st birthday. My dad got me a cake. And the next day though was the day I got out. It was my like release day. So that was fun. Whoa. <laughs> but yeah. I did. I actually did inpatient for six months too. Is yeah, that where you just like. You, you just, you just you go every day. You check in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you basically spend your. It's like a job almost. You go in most days of the week and then you wean yourself off so it's like at first it's like five days a week and then it's three and then you just go once a week and then eventually nothing so yes yeah, so that was like 10 years ago yeah so it's okay. been a while yeah. but i have a therapist now that i love that i chose mm, who i've nice. been with for like uh like nine years mm. after i got out there I, I got her and she was amazing awesome yeah. and how often do you go for a while i've been going once a week but like lately i've been going once every other week just because like my insurance doesn't cover it completely and i'm and i'm not like not having, a place where you need it every week or i would love to go every week mm-hmm. but it's not like ne- it's not absolutely necessary mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. like I, i'm, I'm fine i think everybody needs like even if they say they don't need therapy yeah. like it can't hurt yeah so yeah, if I had the luxury, I'd go once a week, of course. Mm-hmm. I think more than that sometimes can be overkill if you're fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, just cause like, all right, I know this stuff. I don't want to be a burden to my friends all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because sometimes we'll just like let out all our feelings to our friends. And it's like, all right, they're dealing with their own shit too. It's true. Yeah. So, you know, it's yeah. just to save them <laughs> agony. Yeah. Save, yeah. Pay a lot of money to save you guys. 
I mean, <laughs> just kidding. Talking just to a mic a is free therapy. Yeah. So. I'm just yeah. kidding. I'm just you're just kidding. type up a rant and you're just like, just ignore all of that. I just needed to send it out there I into know. the world. Yeah. That's what I do. Yeah. yeah. I think it does piece. help. If you choose to read it, it's fine. If not. When your mom passed away, how was your dad? He was, I mean. Was he cap, you know, like calm captain of the ship or? Uh, was he, he was, very... he wasn't all over. He was calm-ish. I think it, uh, yeah, he was calm-ish. Um, I think it was really sad it took him a while to like get rid of my mom's stuff mm-hmm. yeah um yeah what so, was that process like i mean did you participate in like figuring out like okay we're gonna keep no this, i didn't or? really care I was like all right just keep i, I didn't mind it i kind of liked it because it made her feel like she's still there mm-hmm. yeah. but i think when he started dating other women is when like he was like all right maybe i should get part rid mm-hmm. of part of this stuff mm-hmm. but i was such a bitch to like every woman he did i, I would have been, been. Yeah. poor <laughs> poor other women what would you do i was just like just just a brat i'd be like hi hey just like, yeah i was you know what a teenager yeah, would do exactly yeah. and they work they did kind of suck like <laughs> they did except for one at the end when he died when my dad died mm-hmm. he had one who was actually not terrible and i liked her a lot and um and I thought I honestly thought my dad was kind of an asshole to her. Oh, whoa. Um, my dad was not. I mean, he was great. I loved him so much, but he was not like a saint by any means. So, uh, and then when he got when he got brain cancer, which is how he died. Yeah, I was that was just gonna be. Yeah, uh, brain cancer can do like crazy shit to your mm-hmm. like personality. personality. Yeah. yeah, it's scary. So uh. he was just being an asshole to like everyone, and I just felt really bad because like his girlfriend didn't sign up for this, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm like his daughter, his only daughter. It's my responsibility, sort of, whatever. But she didn't, and she was still there, and I felt mm. bad. So, yeah. Wow. So she was with them up until he passed away? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, she wasn't like... They kind of broke up a little before when he first got sick, but she, was, she wasn't she was going to like leave him because she knew it would just break his heart, and she knew he Aww. would die eventually, so she kind of stuck it out. Yeah. Damn. I know. The hard truth, though, you know? Yeah. Mm. I know. When did he pass away? So he died when I was 24. Damn. Yeah, he had the same thing John McCain has. Oh. Yeah. Which is why, like, I'm like, why are, like, Republicans are so mean to John McCain now? And I'm like, all right. This guy's going to be dead in, like, three months. So let's just. Oh, (laughs) God. Yeah. And how short, how long was his, was his battle? So, okay, with brain cancer, unlike breast cancer, breast cancer is, like, I hate to say this. But it's one of the gooder cancers. Yeah, that's what the doctors say to you. Yeah. I mean, they say that to you, I, I think also, you know, is because it just makes you feel better. Yeah. And there's more treatments available. Mm-hmm, yeah, exactly. And they want, they want you to just be aware that, like, you've got a lot of options. Mm-hmm. But uh, brain, the brain is a really complicated organ. And there's the blood-brain barrier. I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. have heard of this. But it's, like, this thing that covers the brain. And it makes it so, like, when we're sick... Uh, or something like when we have a cold, our brain doesn't literally get a cold. So it's really, really good. And it's really protective of, so our brain doesn't get sick when our body gets sick. However, it's almost impossible to get chemo to the brain, Mm -hmm. um, through this, because of this blood brain barrier, which is also why when you get chemo for like other parts of your body, like let's say you have breast cancer and you get chemo, it's not going to affect the brain as much. Because your brain mm-hmm. is protecting it. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah. So, like, he was diagnosed and uh, they found he had, like, a brain hemorrhage. And I took him to the ER and his they didn't really do anything. They just kind of let the, bl- the blood kind of drain out. And oh. then um, I noticed he was, like, losing his memory. 
So I mm. took him back to the ER and they're like, yeah, you have a six centimeter brain tumor. Oh my God. I know. So it grows fast. Holy. Like they did an MRI before that's checked oh, the hemorrhage. Okay. So it wasn't months. that it was there before it actually No, yeah. they didn't see anything before. They didn't see anything before. It was just like a bleed. I think something mm. small happened with yeah. like a tumor and they like caused a hemorrhage. But uh, it took like, so he got the first scan in like January and it was clean. And then by March, he had like a six centimeter brain tumor. That's how oh fast that cancer is. Yeah. So oh. they took it out. They did a really good, beautiful job. And when they took it out, it's crazy. He like got all his memory back. Whoa. It's bananas. I know. The brain is so crazy. The brain is so nuts. It was like a 12 hour surgery. He was awake. Don't you have to be awake? No, to- not all of them. No. Uh. Some, some do, but not uh. this one. Yeah, I know. Uh, he got all his memory back. It was crazy. 12 hour surgery. I know. I was thinking to myself the whole, I mean, like I'm an idiot. So I'm just like, what does the doctor, does the doctor just like eat a power? How does he eat breakfast? Like, what is he doing? I know. <laughs> but honestly, but on, no, they, they take breaks. Cause they don't, he doesn't have to be there the whole time. Okay. Like, and there's other doctors overseeing it. It's not it's a, like, yeah. how do you work for 12 hours straight? Mm. Yeah. Cutting on somebody else. Yeah, You have to be 100%. Oh, yeah. boy. I know. So, so yeah, uh, when he got it out though the chemo like held it at bay a little bit longer so like i think i had like a good six months after that and then so he still did chemo yeah they still gave him chemo in like a pill form and radiation which like they said would help prolong his life but Mm -hmm. definitely would not cure it so he was okay for like six months and like kind of normal and then another tumor came up somewhere else in the brain and then another one and then it's just like Mm. Then it, he kind of became a vegetable and for like four months. Yeah. And then I was just kind of like waiting every day. Like, oh, is this going to be the day? And he was home. <laughs> he was in a call with us at home because I couldn't take care of him. Yeah. So yeah, you're oh, his yeah, only yes. daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, no brothers, who, sisters. Who well, was there to help you? No. <laughs> like figure, the, uh, navigate all of this. Family you know? helped a little bit, but I made a lot of mistakes. Like I should have, my dad didn't do a will and I should have pressed on him to do that. And then that left me with like a lot of legal stuff to deal with. That was very expensive afterwards. Right. Um, a lot of stuff that like I had a lot of, a lot of things were open that he did not tell me about. Um, that he, that I don't really blame him. He had like brain cancer. So he wasn't, things weren't in order. Right. Yeah. I had like some of my parents' friends, but I had to be very careful, uh, with who I trusted. Um, of course. So yeah, it was it was rough. I don't know how I did it back then. Honestly, like yeah, wow. you know, you're in That's your amazing. early twenties. I know. It's a, I tell people like. You know, losing a kid when you're like a parent when you're young, like that's one thing. But like at least like someone will step in and be a godparent. Mm -hmm. Like you're not no one's going to just leave you. But when you're in that weird age where you're not really a teenager or a kid and like people expect. But you're not really an adult. Like You're not in your 30s yet. Like you're just 24. God, even now I'd be like. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's scary. So, So, um, yeah, it was really, really rough. I still think I'm like kind of paying for it now you know another way because i don't think i made smart choices at the time um how would you have known you know yeah i mean like i have huge gaps in like my resume because of it you know and i feel like a lot of people employers will like look at it and like all right this guy's lazy Mm. but i kind of relate because when i lost my dad i got taken advantage of by lawyers and my dad had dementia and he like it was this whole thing that he like (sighs) He disinherited me and I oh, had whoa. to like deal with all that. Lawyers and, like, suck. Fight. Ugh. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of fighting. those who kind of like, you know, there's like elder abuse is a thing. And yeah. That kind of thing. So that was, and I didn't know what I was doing and I got super, Oy. I got super, yeah. uh, 
you know, and I blame myself because I was like, how could I have been so naive? Like, I know. I feel like that I too not, sometimes. But like, no, you know, there's no use beating yourself up over it. Yeah. No, no, you know, no. It, you know, it's but it, it makes you stronger it and more aware. And like, ultimately everybody's going to deal with this on some level, you know, whether it's like family stuff or just someone else's stuff or, you know, yeah. So, so it's good to, there's always something. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm so sorry. It's okay. What a, what a whirlwind. I know literally like the name of the podcast sucks sucks. yeah yeah Yeah. that's okay how are you doing now i mean how do you well yeah you said you're in therapy yeah so that's i mean i'm in therapy for others like it's it's been so long that it's not like i forget sometimes that i lost my parents yeah but i remember like when i listened to my friends talk to their parents Mm -hmm. and it's like oh i wish i had that Yeah. yeah or like I'm having like a car issue and I'm like, I just need like an adult to give me like a wise sage advice. But luckily I have like friends. I'm, I don't know why I like, I really connect with people who are a lot older than me. One of my best friends is like 50 and my other good friend is like 62 and like I help her date. (laughs) We're both like, we're both single and we're both like, she's like on Bumble. I'm not on Bumble, but she's on Bumble (laughs) and I like help her swipe and it's um, fun. So I try to like, the stuff that's missing, I try to find it. Yeah. I'm great with moms. All my friends' moms love me because oh, I'm like, I see a mom and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I don't have one. And they're like, <laughs> a girl that's eager to be mommied. And like, because their kid is like, mom, leave me alone. That's true. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So <laughs> moms love me. Yeah. Great, great, great. Send yeah. your moms to Eden. I have Eden so Eats. many surrogate moms at this Aww. point from my other friends, but it's it's cool. Yeah. 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 Um, that's great. Collecting them. Yeah. Oh. Collect so, all five for limited time. Mom <laughs> <laughs> <Long> collector. <laughs> so another thing, when Danielle had initially reached out to you, mm-hmm. you, because of your mom's breast cancer, you got genetic testing yeah. done. So that started when I, I actually knew that my, my mom had a twin brother and who's like off the rails crazy, oh. but, um, he actually tested for the gene and was positive. Mm. So mm-hmm. I was like, uh oh. Yeah. That means my mom probably has it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I went to my mom's oncologist, who's like this great world famous breast oncologist. And they're here in LA. In LA, yeah. She was like Cheryl Crow's oncologist and like Whoa. Christina Applegate's. Yeah, but when she saw my mom, she treated my mom when she, when like 1987, when yeah. I was born. Um, so she knew my mom and me since I was a like baby. Wow. She found my mom's cancer at first. So, mm. but since then, she's like a superstar. So I had a meeting with her and I was like, I'm having serious paranoia that I'm going to get cancer because both my parents died. I don't know what to do. And she's like, well, let's, let's check to see if like maybe your mom got tested. And she did, um, in like late 2000 and then she died like a month later. So she never saw the results, Mm -hmm. but the results were still in the Cedars-Sinai record. So they checked it and she did have the gene. So they were like, all right, maybe you should get tested too. And I got tested, found out I had it. Mm -hmm. And then well, before I even knew the result, I'm like, I'm getting a mastectomy. I don't want to take any yeah. chances. One in eight women will get breast cancer regardless of the gene. So I was like, yeah, no, I don't want to sign up for this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So did you, you got a double mastectomy? Mm-hmm. How, oh. When was that? Like four years ago, almost three and a half. May, no, it was April of 2014-ish. No, 15, yeah, 14. So, yeah. yeah. How was that process? Um, it was like, I hate to say this, but like, I don't want to devalue it or anything, but it, it was fine. Like, I think, uh, yeah, people deal with it so many different ways. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, 
I was, um, I think I really was scared beforehand of not getting it sooner. It kept getting delayed because of insurance problems. And by the time I got my insurance sorted out, it like, I've, I felt like I already waited four months and I was already really scared. I was just like, I really was just eager to get it off me literally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, but after like, there wasn't any issue really. Um, I had a under the muscle mastectomy. So I mean, reconstruction. Mm-hmm. So it involved two surgeries. Mm-hmm. So one surgery removes all the breast tissue. And then, uh, they put this like deflated balloon inside mm-hmm. your expander. muscle expander. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then, uh, and then like a couple months later, you swap it out for an implant. So, yeah. Yeah. Is it jarring to, oh no, go ahead. No, I'm just curious about like, how did you, it's an elective surgery, Mm -hmm. right? Like how, like you just go in and you're just like, Hey, take these guys off. Like how did you you get that approved or. Oh, you go to a breast oncologist and if you have the BRCA gene, it's speeds through mm. everything all right you get like uh i remember getting insurance and i got like that year because I, I got private insurance i just was like telling my insurance agent which by the way if you don't get employed like if you don't get insurance by your like employer or something get an insurance agent that way you don't have to call an insurance company and ask for the stuff they they get a commission from the insurance companies so you don't pay anything but mm. they just do the work it's a great little tip and it saved me a lot of stress <laughs> So I got like the most expensive, like one, write it down, Heather. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. I ha- I got the most expensive like plan just cause they covered, it basically had like a zero deductible. They covered 90% of hospital costs. Whoa. Oh, that's good. But I paid like a lot per month. It was like $400 per month. Yeah. Okay. So, um, but like I knew I was, that's the cool thing kind of with like elective surgeries like this you can plan ahead and be like, all right, this is the year I'm going to do a lot of like medical shit. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to. Like, cause some years I think I've never went to the doctor or yeah. I did, but like not as much as like, you so know, you be- staying in the hospital is so expensive overnight. Oh my gosh. It's like crazy. It's, yeah. It, it, you have to be a billionaire to stay like three yeah. days in the hospital. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like it's so nuts. Um, so, so yeah, I, uh, you, I got a breast oncologist who was amazing. And then I shopped a little bit around for, um, a, a plastic surgeon, although I found one I really liked almost right away. So I didn't do much shopping. Um, and yeah, that's all it really took. Uh, how did you know that this was, that these were your doctors when you say that, like, I knew I liked this plastic surgeon right away. Well, wow. she was the only one who was a, a woman Whoa. And recommend. Well, there was a few that were recommended. I went to my breast oncologist, who was recommended by my mom's oncologist. You know, the queen of cancer, or whatever. Yes. Um, and I knew that, like, okay, she knows. So if she recommends this lady, she's cool. And I met with my breast oncologist, who's amazing, so sweet, very like great bedside manner, and knew her stuff. And I asked her, who, who, who like, do you like for plastic surgeons? Because she does, like thousands of mastectomies a year mm. so she's seen a lot of fake boobies so she must know so she gave me some names and only one of them was a woman uh and i've heard of other women but like they i just they weren't either in the hospital or they didn't I like the job they did um but i met with some guys too but this woman just kind of got me she yeah. was very gentle she was kind of cold like she was not cold but she was just like a little objective or she just knew her shit. She was like yeah. a dork mm-hmm. for like plastic surgery. Nice. Yeah. And it's like, you know okay. what? I kind of like liked that. Yeah. I was mm-hmm. like, she knows her shit and all her stuff 
Like she just she didn't just do boobs. She did like re- facial reconstructions on children, oh. and it looks like amazing. And it was just like I know. I was like, oh my gosh, she's an artist. Yeah, yeah. It really is an art. So, uh, and I also she was the only one who I was like, I don't want to be that big. I really want to stay the same size as I was before. Mm-hmm. And she understood. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't want to look like, you know, I had a boob job. Although now I'm like at the point where I kind of want them bigger. <laughs> it's like weird. I, don't you have to like upgrade or maintain? You do, yeah. yeah. And I might do that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Time so, for an upgrade. Yeah. Exactly. Maintenance, still maintenance. Every 10 years, like you want them bigger. Um, I don't know. Because why not? Because <laughs> I... Cause I can, yeah, exactly. <laughs> cause they don't grow. Cause here's the thing. Like when I get my period, I don't know if I'm getting right. my period. <laughs> like I do. Cause I check my, you know, my underwear, but I don't, <laughs> I don't like, I bleed, but usually like your breasts are all firm and like your breasts feel different. They grow a little bit. They get more cleavagey and hot and sexy and mine just stay the same forever. So I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I might not, I might change my mind. But I got some years to think yeah. about it. Do you, girl? I'm no saint. If I were in that stitch, I'd be like, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, like yeah, a half a cup size. Bit. Why not? Oh, never never I was more like, can you just also do a bikini wax while I'm under? Because like that <laughs> shit hurts, and I don't want to go through it. <laughs> you just fix her up down there. <laughs> I would love to do like. If I was like an anesthesiologist, I would just have like a little a side hustle. A, a side hustle. Oh my god! Where I put you waxing under. side hustle. Not just waxing, like tattoos, anything painful. Oh, like okay. you don't want to do while you're hilarious. awake. Call your ex. <laughs> we'll do anything for you. Put me under put you and under. call him or her for oh me. God, my do, my exactly. oh, do my taxes. Exactly. Everything that you know you want to do, but not awake. <laughs> oh, laundry, yeah. hilarious. Yeah, because like that's painful, <laughs> but laundry. yeah. So I just did laundry. I was putting it off forever. <laughs> It's better than bills because at least you don't get like past due on your laundry. (laughs) Yeah. Oof. In a way, you do, I guess. That smells bad. It just gets stinky. (laughs) Yeah. I don't like getting gas. I don't like putting gas. Oh, I just got an electric car. (gasps) Which one? The Volt, the Chevy Volt. Ooh, how do you like it? It's amazing. I, I haven't gotten gas since I got it. Whoa. And how long has that been? I have a gas, oh, like two months, but that's amazing. But, uh-huh. but I have a gas tank. Here's the beauty of it. There's a gas tank and then like a battery that you can recharge. It only goes like 50 miles on the battery until you have to recharge it. So it's good for like some, like a Tesla. If you yeah. use just the thing, you have to re- like wait a couple hours to recharge it again. So you can't really go on road trips yeah. I mean, you can, but mm-hmm. it's kind of a bummer. This car is cool because you can go 50 miles on the electric and then it goes into the gas tank mm-hmm. and then I have like another 250 miles in the gas tank. Mm-hmm. So, and then you can refill it with gas and then until you reach to wherever you want to reach and then you just plug it in and then you can recharge again. But because I don't go for over like 50 miles in a day before coming home and charging it, I just, you know, charge it. So I never oh. got gas anymore. That's amazing. <laughs> so it's Wait, both? So you just like plug it into the wall and yeah, charge it? Like, That's like it? any outlet. Yeah. Any yeah. outlet? Mm-hmm. Doesn't have to be that three prong? No, it doesn't, but it doesn't charge. Like I have to leave it overnight for it to fully charge. Yeah. It's slow, but as long as you like What's put it in. making your car go? That's, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> feels I'd like rather, it's a lot of juice. I'd rather like plug it in every night, every other night I probably plug it in. And it doesn't take that long to do. Yeah. Um, and it saves you money on gas. Yeah. Does your electric bill go up? It might a little bit. However, mm-hmm. I was curious about that. And I did Good like all question. this research. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were saying that it's about, um, it, it's like about $10 more per month. Wow. Well, so yeah. that's yeah. like, think about how much money it costs gas. for gas. Yeah. So, yeah. 
That's I'm like gonna do it so like, hard. You also another tip that I learned after my dad died: get a get a like a um, car broker, so you don't have to negotiate when you go car shopping. Oh when you get like leasing or buying whatever, because they get also commission from dealerships. And then because I hate negotiating and like haggling, yeah. And I'm a chick, and I'll be taken advantage of no matter mm-hmm. what. I and I don't that. know shit about cars. Mm-hmm. Like I know about sports. Like <laughs> I'm not like a complete girly girl or whatever. But cars are just not my thing. So yeah. straight up girly girls up in here. I know nothing about sports. Not yeah. a thing. Mm. What are they? What's a sport? I don't know. It's something with a ball. Mm. Like, it could be they any usually guy. Have balls. I know. They usually have balls, no, and they make a lot bit. of money. They make so much money. They uh, make so much even, money. It's, it's so ridiculous. It's disgusting. It's really gross. It doesn't make any sense. Stop it. We should stop podcasting and start sportsing. I mean, I think we should. Yeah, but but the thing is... And we'll see you later. Did you know this? The women's soccer team has been to the World Cup more often. Does just... They're just better than the men's soccer team, the US one. And they get paid like Mm -hmm. a quarter. (gasps) It's ridiculous. Yeah. I know. We don't need to start sporting. We need to start spreading this word and changing that. We need to... That needs to just stop. We need to demand more money. People just need to stop going to sport games. That's true. It's not that. It's like the brands and like Nike putting their shit on their jerseys and stuff. Yeah. But anyway yeah so he got me a car <laughs> and he was like hey and i was like i don't want to pay a lot of money for gas what can i do <laughs> yeah yeah find so. me a car yeah cool. well that's awesome man yeah. life pro tips here i know, I know. that's Eden. the thing when you like lose your parents you kind of gotta yeah. figure out all this other stuff that you'd go to your parents for and um yeah you realize that there's there's help out there <laughs> you just gotta see there's all it. sorts of brokers yeah oh my god brokers are the best <laughs> yeah why do i have a negative connotation to broker because like a stockbroker is probably sleazy yeah of course okay it's but the word broke in it yeah mm. which he should be a comedian if that's the case okay. <laughs> 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 yeah so before um sorry getting back to your boobies before you were tested genetic testing and before you decided to do the mastectomy were you constantly thinking about it were you always touching your boobs yeah mm-hmm. yeah and it was really scary i, I actually didn't touch it because i'm like scary kind of in denial so it's like i don't want to mm-hmm. and i have like super bad hypochondria fears at the time it was really bad now it's it's still pretty bad but not as bad as it used to be and i just was like i would just start looking up on webmd and like what is this so i knew if i without i knew like the doctor would look at it and the doctor would know best better than the internet so Mm -hmm. better than me uh so i was just like not trying not to touch them and all that stuff and fiddling too much but yeah i was always on my mind i wanted that surgery immediately and i went to like a support group for it like there is a support group for women that are young that have the gene and have had mastectomies or are thinking about it and like almost all the girls that were newly in the group didn't get a mastectomy right away and a lot of the girls that already had it were like yeah i thought about it for a while and they were all like on the fence and i was just like really because i was like no i want it right away right um so everybody's different everybody has a different experience i think a lot of those girls had living parents Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. i think having my mom die of it was like a good push to like get it Definitely. And I, you know, I asked my oncologist, I was like, Hey, do you think if my mom got a mastectomy when she first got diagnosed, like way back when you think she may have survived? And she's like, probably. Yeah. Wow. You know? So that's why I'm like, okay, good, good, good to know. Mm -hmm. So yeah, there, and there's so much more advances. That's why I think people are more 
gutsy to just go ahead and do it when you can. And there's just like at the time also, it was like severing a body part. Like yeah. it looked weird. Now there's just, it's so easy to make it look normal again. Mm-hmm. Where were breast implants at in 1987? They still yeah. exist. They existed, but they were not they were, the best. What, yeah. say, what was there it was back silicone, then? Silicone, yeah. But like mm-hmm. there's this movie called Breast Men. If you ever want to try to find that on Netflix with David Schwimmer. And it was a story about how the silicone got made. Whoa. Um, David Schwimmer. I know. It's mm-hmm. a lot of, I remember watching that movie when I was like, 12 and like masturbating to oh boy i don't know it's kind of sexy in a weird way as like a 12 year old i thought it was like porn i don't know yeah it was rated r it was definitely like you know when you're like little and like you're exploring yourself this is what you do yeah (laughs) all you have is hbo as your porn and that's what you it was on hbo HBO. it was literally because it was either that or real sex which is just that's disgusting just, yeah. that's yeah. just like gross it needs to be a, a fantasy if it's gonna yeah. like you have to be in a movie yeah, yeah. romanticized clean yeah. clean do you guys remember that mtv like late night show it was it naked like, or no undressed. 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 undressed undressed they were in college it, yeah, 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 yeah it was yeah. so not raunchy now that i think about it i know well it's, like it's there was like lame it was yeah. like very soap opera yes mm-hmm. well at the time like a teenage I mean, soap opera I don't know. I always had trouble masturbating as an adolescent. I was like, why isn't this working? <laughs> and you were Heather's ver- it like that? ferociously moving her hand up and down Sorry, by her crotch. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to. My mom is going to listen it's to this. It's broken. I'm not talking about it. <laughs> I ain't talking. You guys can talk about it all you want. I'm sorry. Look, it's healthy. It's it healthy. Is. It's don't I, be ashamed. That's true. I'm I not just, ashamed. It's very healthy. If only women did it more than guys, then maybe we'd be happier. The first time, <laughs> sorry, Violet. <laughs> the first time I found yourself, found myself. I was studying hist uh, out of a history book, nice. but I was on my bed, face down, and I was like, "This is much more interesting <laughs> than history." <laughs> yeah, because you're just like many things are, <laughs> you know, blooming, and you're just like f- rushed, full of hormones and. If anything's touching it, you're like, whoa, what's this? Let's let's keep doing this. Oh, <laughs> whoa, damn. That's that funny. easy for you, huh? <laughs> no, I mean, no. you know how many things are rubbed up on rubbing all over the place? Running around, couldn't wait for my parents to That's leave where Bob so gets I could it from? Yeah. sit on my mom's That's bidet. That's like when I go into any oh, guy's the bidet. The oh my bidet. God, bidet. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I mean, the bidet. Don't act like I've, you don't know about the bidet. I didn't have a bidet Very in my European. house. You didn't so. have a bidet? My mom Did was you from South America. I had a bidet. Oh, Dang. Nice. My mom, it was my mom's bidet in her bathroom. My grandma had a bidet, but that was Europe. So <laughs> where everybody has a bidet. Yeah. It's it comes with the house. <laughs> like, I remember they house remodeled the house and my mom like made them put them in, put it in it. It was funny. I was like, okay, oh. Violet. <laughs> nice. You guys are gross. Uh-huh. When? Well, I guess Latina moms like <laughs> this. This is a lesson. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> anyway yeah well that's it's cool fine. anyway so you were uh exploring david your body Schwimmer, to david Schwimmer's breast man my point is uh yeah the the, the 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 selection of like breast implants now is vastly improved right and it keeps improving so that's why they ask you to you know get it upgraded uh because probably in like 10 years they will have better breast implants you know so that's true plus you shouldn't have like a foreign object in your body for like that long also like true. you know maybe i don't know how uh, long was the recovery period? So 
okay i was in the hospital for two nights which was that's like light i had a friend who was there for five nights but i also had a friend who was there like one night Wow. So it really just depends. But my friend that was there for like five nights was like allergic to like latex that she just discovered. I know. Oh boy. Uh, yeah. Like it's a real allergy. You know? Yeah. No but condoms. how did she do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so her, like she just discovered it and like she got like her, you know, throat like got all <gasps> clogged up and oh. so they had to change all the equipment. It was a so whole thing. So she never used condoms before? Sorry. That's just oh, that's I, that's very inappropriate. And I think a lot of women don't cannot realize that they're allergic yeah she was married mm. so i don't know um but so i was there like two nights three days and then i lived with my friend and her mom um for like two weeks after and i had the drains they give you like these drains mm. uh mm. on the sides and i had i think i had four Oy. when i woke up and i had they let me when i went home i was had three because one of them was like sparse and then after like a few days it, i had two and i had those two for about two weeks and after i got that removed i felt better um but like when even when i had the drains like i already was like i was walking around i was like not i wouldn't say hiking but i was like doing like back i was like uphill climbing mm. um oh. how old were you again it was 24 yeah oh. i mean i also tr- I knew this was like, I put myself in like really good shape before mm-hmm. to kind of prep for it. Mm-hmm. That's like the beauty of these things when they, when you plan them. Right. Is that you can like, that's why I was like, I'm going to live with my friends. So I don't have to pick it. You can't pick up anything mm-hmm. more than three pounds for like a year. What? I know. So like I had to, at first it was like, I couldn't open bottle caps. So like the night before I put all my prescriptions in like Ziploc baggies. Wow. Wow. I had a straw cause it was hard for me to do this thing. Mm-hmm. So I should do this. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't, uh, all my shirts were buttoned up cause I couldn't lift my arms up. Yeah. You have no range of motion. Mm-hmm. And my friend had to, uh, uh, you know, wash my hair. I went to the salon a few times to get my hair washed. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. So that took like three, four weeks. And then I want to say like by six weeks, I was like almost pretty normal. Like bandages were off, no drains. I wasn't like fully exercising like I normally would, but like I was like, I went to, I started going to the gym again, just doing light stuff, doing physical therapy. Um, I like, I was very functional. Um, I, I just had help, uh, when I went to the grocery store, I just like, I got a handicap pass, which was at the time I felt really guilty about, but But when I actually needed it, I was like, Oh, this this is lifesaver. Um, I just had help bringing groceries into the car. Mm -hmm. Also Amazon saved my life. Oh yeah. (laughs) getting yeah um so so yeah so i think like in about uh like three months i was like almost completely even with like i had expanders still but i was like normal like i was running again um i could get in the pool um it was normal except that when you would hug me there were like these two like massive really really like rock solid things on me and those <laughs> are the expanders the expanders are really really um, hard because they have oh. to expand your pec mm-hmm. muscle. Mm-hmm. Like these are soft cause they're, <laughs> they're silicone. So but it's just like having a rock in there. Like it's like having a rock in there. <laughs> Wait, these are silicone, not saline. They're not saline. They're silicone. You can have saline, but I chose silicone. <laughs> um, saline is, does not look good on thinner people. Um, 
or people that don't have like a lot of extra weight in their chest because um, you can see it because mm-hmm. oh. it's almost like water. Mm-hmm. It's essentially seawater. It's like salt mm-hmm. water. Yeah. That's why I always tell people like if you put your ear up to a saline implant, you can hear the ocean or something. It's <laughs> um, a really bad joke I told on stage like twice. Uh, and so, uh, so when you have like very little fat in that area to begin with, you can like see mm. it. And when you have like silicone, you don't really see it as much. However, um, yeah, and silicone also, if you get like in a car accident and you have a saline implant, it could like pop. Yeah, yeah. But if you have a if you have a breast implant that's made out of silicone, actually, I have like what's called a gummy bear, which is like a silicone hybrid, mm. and it just cracks. It can crack. That's how it gets damaged. But like a gummy bear can sometimes have a crack in it, but nothing will happen to the shape of the gummy bear. Right. Mm-hmm. Same with this. Saying. So like you're not leaking or anything. Yeah, it won't mm-hmm. go into your bloodstream. Right. Or so it's like it's better. Uh, yeah. So I chose that. She's yeah. got gummy bears for boobies. Cute. Yeah, I could just snack on my tits when, <laughs> when they're out of, or I don't know, when I'm at the concession stand. I don't know. Yeah. Delicious. The Swedish fish of titties. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Uh, yeah. I'm like, there is your one part of your stand-up. Yeah. And then um, I had the, uh, the replacement surgery, and then... That was like an in outpatient thing. Like I went in at like 8 a.m. and I was out of there by noon. And that recovery took like, you know, two or three days. It was a little bit bruised, um, but like back to normal in like a week. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. I guess after like the initial surgery, I guess your body's yeah. kind of like ready. It, the the, the to- swap is nothing. Like the swap is, is really easy. Everyone told me that and it was. Um, mm. The initial one was the biggest one. However... Like people were like, were you in a lot of pain? And I'm like, I was, but it wasn't like I took, if you just take your meds and you don't try to be a superhero about it and be right. like, I can do it. Mm-hmm. Then you're fine. Like it doesn't, the pain is not the worst thing. The worst thing is having these drains, these fucking drains on you. It made wearing clothes weird. Mm-hmm. And like, I still wanted to go out and like to, you know, dinner and stuff. And it was yeah. just like awkward to have like these, like, they're like tubes. They're tubes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like a little it was like a little pouch yeah. that would fill up with liquid that you had to pour out every couple hours because it would fill up with like that's why they're they're draining out extra mm-hmm. liquid. I still have scars from the everybody has like these two little scars next to there where the drains used to be. Oh. So those were annoying. And and you couldn't sleep on I couldn't sleep like on my chest or like on my side, which Ooh. I always do. Always. Like, those are the only two mm-hmm. positions I sleep in. I know. Yeah. So I had to like learn how to sleep on my back. Which so that was just it was just uncomfortable mm-hmm. in many ways. Yeah. Um, the pain I just took the meds, and but the meds honestly have really awful side effects that I did not care for. Like you're really constipated. Yeah, I was gonna ask that. Yeah, and then <laughs> you when you knew. do poop, it's like Legos. Oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> bricks. It's yeah. <laughs> so um, I remember like thinking like, oh my god, I have like a bowling ball in my stomach. Mm-hmm. And I go to the doctor yeah. and I'm like, oh my god, I have a stomach tumor. She's like, no, you just got a poop. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, you haven't pooped in two weeks. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. No laxatives. Oh, Jesus. Uh, they, at the end, I you take this thing called magnesium citrate mm-hmm. which looks like a sprite bottle if you ever constipated you need like a good laxative like immediately they she told me drink half but i drank all of it because it tasted like sprite uh-huh and i thought it was just like delicious <laughs> it does taste fine like it's weird it tastes like sprite and i was like this isn't working oh god and then 
three hours later, I'm like, it's working. <laughs> Can we get up from the toilet? <laughs> Magnesium citrate. It, they sell it. It looks like a little bottle of like La Croix or some oh shit. It looks like La Croix. Tastes better than La Croix. <laughs> like, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And poop your brains out. Yeah. yeah. Very so good. fun. Oh, you Legos. Go and you're parched. But is it zero calorie like La Croix? <laughs> <laughs> I need to uh, know. I don't know. Can you? I think it has like it, it's not a lot of calories. I think. Awesome, but and yeah. imagine how much you're gonna lose after. I know. It. That, like that's that's, that's the real thing. It all out. It's like a little enema. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> wow. So many pro tips. Also, I know. Uh, don't. I'm so sorry to anyone who has to listen. To <laughs> and they're eating. God. Mm, my I'm mom listens on her lunch break. Oh, oh shit! I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Oh, I'm kidding. Violet. Come on. Oh, <laughs> sorry. It's a, I was joking. Since I mean, the... she does listen on her lunch break, but yeah, so she doesn't care. She knows we talk about poop sometimes, right? Yeah. I mean, gosh, she I knows think... it all now. She knows it all. I think all women talk about poop. They're always like, hey, do you have smooth moves I can borrow or <laughs> something? And yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah. I mean, well, my I... mom knows I was like super constipated when I was yeah. going through chemo. Yeah. Did yeah. you drink? Nausea medicine. Yeah. What, and did she you bought drink? me milk of magnesia. Uh-huh. And I was like chugging that bottle. See, and that's that is like nasty. weak laxative. I know. Yeah, that's a, such a weak laxative. You really need the magnesium citrate. Yeah, I didn't know about it. <laughs> there you go. Pro tip. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Pro tip. So, well, yeah. So after the mastectomy, what what happened after? Like, did you still get checkups? Did they? Yeah. So the protocol after you get a mastectomy is usually you can't get mammograms. But mammograms, when you're like under 40, are kind of useless anyway, because if you're young, your breasts are really dense. Mm-hmm. And that under a mammogram looks like white when it's a dense breast. Um, and cancer's white too. So it looks like looking for a polar bear in the snow. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really hard to detect. So um, when I, so I can't get mammograms anymore. And I can get, I should get MRIs. So I got an MRI. And I think MRIs are like, they usually ask for one, not that often at first, like I think the first year, yes, but also to ch- make sure the, the breast implants are in the right place because mm. they can't check that any other way and to make sure it's like all sitting right. Um, but then honestly, it's just like I went actually um, last month for my annual and this was like, I actually didn't go for two years, which is bad. I should go every year. I felt really bad and scared. Um, but um, I went and all they do is like, it's basically a very extensive like self. Like she just, puts her hand all over the breast and does all these weird things with it. And it's like a, it's a very thorough examination, but because the implant is under the muscle and you can't get cancer in the muscle, if I were to develop cancer, it'd be pretty obvious Mm -hmm. when you feel it, which is the beauty of um, getting the surgery too, is that if by chance, whatever breast tissue is left, which is very little, um, and it's very easy to detect if it right. comes up again. So through self-examination, like, is that why they put the implant underneath the muscle? It's part of it. Or it, is that just like they have to? It looks to better. Anyway? No, they don't have to. And you can't choose. And a lot of people actually choose not to do it because it involves two surgeries and people are scared of more surgeries. However, mm-hmm. everybody I know who did it over the muscle has, it didn't look right. And they had to do corrective surgeries. Mm. So in the end, it didn't they really help. They had to do two surgeries anyways. Mm-hmm. Right. Sometimes like four. Oh, oh man. Yeah. Like I, I'm really not a fan of under the or over the muscle. I know like at the time that you're, you're thinking, I just want to get this over with mm-hmm. yeah. and I want my new boobs immediately. 
but it's it's totally worth it. And it looks more natural when it's under the muscle yeah. and it's easier to detect. To detect and, yeah. Yeah. So I'm a fan of so part many two. pro tips. I'm sold. <laughs> right? It's the kind Angela Jolie got too, which helped. So <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. That's good. What did Ange do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's I actually all... met with her doctor too, but she like was Whoa. so busy that I'm like, I need no, I want this like surgery tomorrow. Uh <laughs> yeah. I need someone more available. Yeah. yeah. That's fair, you know. I don't know. I don't think any of that's unreasonable. Like your mom, her breast cancer showed up at a very young age mm-hmm. for her, you know. Yeah, that's so. yeah. And if you have the gene, you usually tend to get it younger. Uh like it usually affects women that are younger. So that's usually how they yeah. know. Like some people I know have had breast cancer, but they were in their fifties and they didn't have the gene. I tested for it and I tested positive for it. And then when the genetic counselor explained it to me, I was like, well, it makes sense why I got it you know, so much younger. Cause it's like, well, and we talked about it too, oh. about it being like the little helper gene. It goes and corrects, you know, any mutations that might be occurring mm-hmm. and what like that, but it has a shelf life yeah. and mom gives you a pair and dad mm-hmm. gives you a pair. And if you have a mutation in it, you know, the shelf life, it only lasts for 30 years. The other one doesn't kick in cause there's a mutation and right. that's why it's so prevalent. And like, if you have the mutation, and women in their 30s right getting it which is like why i got it yeah. mm-hmm. so are you broker two or broker one yeah two a lot of it's, it's a lie yeah it's funny to and what which one are you mm-hmm. broca one. Oh, wow. oh yeah <laughs> do you guys know the difference uh, um i don't know well it let's explain all. it for our listeners for, for the people who don't know i just know braco one is much more I think, intense i think yeah no, bra- it's, they're both different they both have <laughs> bad things mm-hmm. and gooder things than the other yeah. BRCA1 um, they're both the same rate basically the same rate of breast cancer however the kind of cancer you get for BRCA2 tends to be a less aggressive one mm-hmm. that's hormonal based Yeah. yeah. however um, the one associated with BRCA1 is triple negative breast cancer which was indeed what my mom had which is more aggressive however responds better to chemo mm. than the hormonal one so if you find out you have it early and you treat it with chemo you have a pretty good chance of beating it um it's helpful to know also that if you have either which one you have also because like you could better tailor your treatment Mm -hmm. so if you do have a hormonal based breast cancer like BRCA2 they'll give you a hormonal based treatment um which won't really which I think won't be as effective if you give it to someone with triple negative. Someone with triple negative will just give them straight up chemo, um, which does a great job. Um, yeah, so that's that's the biggest part. That's the biggest difference. There's tiny little other differences, uh, not necessarily with those cancer other cancers you can get. I'm not sure what they are exactly, but like I think you can get like it's like one is associated with like certain melanomas. It's yeah. like, but it's all but it's all very small. Like it's like, oh, small percentage. Yeah, it's not like- it's not nothing like where you have to like, oh, I'm going to take all my skin off. Like, no, yeah. <laughs> there's nothing you can do about it. But those are the like the biggest decisions that you can make are to get your breasts uh, removed and then also um, get a oophorectomy, which is a to remove your ovaries. Mm-hmm. But usually like when you're around 35, 40, um, because uh, that usually doesn't even kick in like you d- it puts you into menopause if you remove yeah. your mm-hmm. ovaries. That's why Angela Jolie waited till she was 38. And her mom died of ovarian cancer. Her mom didn't die of breast cancer. Right. But her mom died of ovarian cancer when she was like in her 50s. Ovarian cancer usually 
comes in later anyway. So that's why they tell you just wait it until like you're moderately you know? about to be into menopause. Yeah. So anyway. yeah. yeah. So then, so yeah, that, those are the two differences. Um, a lot of it's also associated from where you're from. A lot of Ashkenazi Jews like myself mm-hmm. are BRCA1. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. A lot of Italian Catholic people tend to be BRCA2, I've noticed. Um, but they're also like, it also doesn't, like, I feel like, yeah, those exist. But I also met like black women that are BRCA1 and mm-hmm. totally not Polish Jews. Mm-hmm. And I've met people that were BRCA2 that were, you know, like Nordic Swedish people. So, you know, it doesn't, it's not really discriminatory. And of course, men can have it. Yeah. Um, my friend got it from her dad. Uh, her dad's sister died of breast cancer and he had the gene as well. Huh. And if you are a dude and you have the gene, which is why I tell guys, like if your mom has breast cancer, you should probably get checked. Or if it's in the family, get checked anyway. Cause a, you're going to might pass it to your kid mm-hmm. True. and B you're at a higher rate for prostate cancer. Like, and I'm not like, not even like a little bit, like a lot of it, not as much as like we are for breast cancer. Like, that's significant. But like, it's pretty, yeah, it's like 15% or 20%, something like that. Um, so, and they're also at a bigger risk for breast cancer. And that's really lethal. Breast cancer in men is really lethal mm-hmm. because they never check mm-hmm. ever. So by the time they find out, usually it's like bad and it's spread. Because it's spread somewhere yeah. else and they were checking something. They weren't, they weren't thinking about it. They would like... Even like most women, when they go to the gynecologist, will ask them questions about it. It's like protocol now, but men are just like, and also men never go to the doctor. <laughs> That's men true. never go to the doctor. Yeah. I'm at the doctor all the time and not <laughs> like, not for like even this yeah. like breast. Stuff. I'm just there like to hang out. Like <laughs> <laughs> They know you, What's but I, I, I freak out a lot. So like, yeah, I have my doctors at speed dial. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a good relationship to have. Do you think part of, that like anxiety i mean like you lost both yeah, yeah. it's totally that it's you know it's totally that and i also reasonable. i've seen um i've seen cancer take away my parents and it's just really scary and i've seen some of my friends have it my one of my best friends had leukemia when she was 24 mm. um that scared me a lot you know um yeah so it's you know it's it's all that uh yeah. i think i don't know like i don't like being it's more also a loss of control. Yeah. It's something that you can't control and that really pisses me off. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what it's like, you know, yeah, that's why I hate it so much and I want to do what I can. Um, but yeah, men never go to the doctor. I don't get it. Like men have to be literally dying like yeah. to drag them. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, if you're a dude, get, get chested <laughs> for the sake of like your daughter too. Like, I don't know. It's important. Mm-hmm. Some women don't know they have the gene because their dad had it, you know? Right. And then they're like, you know, why, why don't, why do I, where did this come from? Right. What's this about? Right. The hell? Yeah. You were saying you like, you've met so-and-so and and -and so-and-so who've had, you know, bracket one, bracket two. In what circumstances are you meeting these people? Um, so through, I had a support, I went to a support group. I met them through there and I was also, um, I also met, like I asked, I remember when I had my my meeting with my surgeon, she like connected me with other women that had it to talk to them and ask them like, Hey, what'd you do? And it's like, you know, when you go to high school and they give you like a buddy, (laughs) yeah, like it was kind of like that. So, and also like the internet, like it's crazy. People will like email me, Mm. be like, Hey, this is my sitch. And I'm like, Oh, interesting. And I'm curious, like, what's your background? Like your genetic background. And it's like fascinating. 
that it's really not discriminatory at all. Mm-hmm. Jeans are weird. I hope one day yeah. we can like, cause here's a crazy thing. My friend recently got married and she was doing this. She, her mom died of ovarian cancer. So she's planning to get her ovaries out soon. She's 33 and oh she's been doing this thing where she's freezing her eggs mm-hmm. um, in preparation to get it out. Mm. But what she's also doing is they're freezing her eggs and then they can, t- they're testing the eggs to see which eggs carry the gene because not all of our eggs carry the gene only some of them do yeah Yeah. so they're fishing out the ones that don't have the gene and I know so designer babies so yeah so she was telling us this in like the that is how the designer babies will happen you get exactly it is it's totally like that and oh my god she was telling us this in like the support group and then one of the girls had a really interesting point and I was like because at first I was like that's genius oh my god like now I don't have to be scared about having kids and then this other girl was like, yeah, but imagine if like our moms did that, we wouldn't be born. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. like, good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but it is the only but, way we could probably get rid of this gene from continuing. That's true. Yeah. It's kind of like, that. and if they can do that while they're taking the eggs out anyway. Yeah. So I, I know. I don't know how I feel about that yet. I'm too poor either. to even do egg retrieval. Yeah. So. I'm like, how do you even afford it? I know. Yeah. I'm so poor for I that. Have a weird <laughs> paranoia about like okay well so what if i go to the bank i get my eggs back what if they give me the wrong <laughs> eggs yeah i've seen too many movies that i think right. switched, at birth. Exactly. Yeah, switched at birth switched at the bank switch switched at the bank <laughs> put it on the board the wrong put withdrawal that on the board put that on the on our withdraw from the wrong bank account uh, i know is that crazy yeah like it's you know my eggs are in like people's hands and banks like literally they're, they're human some, beings they're gonna make mistakes i feel better though knowing that like men have to worry about that all the time because like we know when it's our kid like because <laughs> we're gonna be pregnant but like they like eddie wow. they don't know if like some woman ended up pregnant and just didn't tell him i've thought uh, about yeah. that oh i know God. right men are men Wild. have a, like a men have to walk around with that burden <laughs> yeah we have to walk around we've with a lot more of we get paid a fourth you know for soccer <laughs> yeah. but but, for soccer. but men are worried if like they're you know they child, might have a kid out there you know kids. yeah that they're not paying for <laughs> then yeah i'm sure they're thrilled okay with that <laughs> i, I know. never know damn uh, fun being a lady <laughs> wow that was like a little window of what it's like to be a man wondering mm. if they have illegitimate children running around i know Is someone Give my eggs to someone right. else, and these are all my children running around. Crazy. Designer babies will be born through the good intention of trying to get rid of a, I don't know, disease. They're already being born. I feel. But we'll see. Mm. I don't know. Oh my god. What? I think so. Yeah. I think so. I think they're starting to do it. I'm sorry to break it to you. <laughs> wow. I feel so out of the loop. Oh Jesus. <laughs> I don't know what you know. Designer baby. Then there'll be a ba- a great war between AI and the designer. I just babies. want a designer bag. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'm fine with like just a real Chanel, not a fake one. What if they could turn an egg into a Chanel bag? (laughs) Beautiful, beautiful. You would have that baby. It would cost the same. I don't want a designer baby. I just want like a generic baby off. Like I want like off the market. I want like a Zara baby. Just just fast, fast fashion. Fast fashion, like ready to wear, ready to wear baby. I want one from H and M. Fast babies. That was made by other babies. <laughs> in a factory. That's some brave new world shit. Yeah. You know, like they all were made in testing. Forever twenty one months. <laughs> oh, oh my god! Put that on, on the, the board. board. That's on the board. 
Wow. I'm a great ideas person, guys. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you are. <laughs> no. <laughs> these are all terrible wow. ideas. No, they're actually they're really good. No way. They, we're gonna make all these movies. America wants these stories. These told. need to be made, yes. These yeah. stories but designer need to be babies? Told. Yeah. Ready to wear babies. Ready to wear babies, right? <laughs> Ready to, to wear, wear babies. Right. Danielle, you had you wanted to ask about reconstructive nipples. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So when they did your mastectomy, mm-hmm. did they take your nipples away? Nope. So you got your nips. I got my nips. Yeah. They reserved them. Now, some doctors do this like procedure where they think that like, oh, we'll do this like nipple preservation. We'll put them in these like suction cups or whatever. And like, I didn't do that Hmm. for some reason because my doctor was like, no, your nipples are in good shape. We do that only if like. Also, not everybody's a good candidate for nipple uh, sparing mastectomy, they call it. Mm -hmm. Some moms that have already breastfed have like ugly ass nipples <laughs> you're like girl um, get you um, some I'm new sure, ones yeah, exactly get, get yourself some new ones <laughs> some women just don't want to fuss uh and um i've actually have like a few friends that didn't keep them and they just look like barbie basically mm-hmm. and i think they actually were thinking oh well when after i'll do it i'll get like the fake one where you basically out of well you get a tattoo we get a 3d print them no 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 no, no. there's what they do is they just take like um they basically just make a nipple out Mm -hmm. of like extra skin Mm -hmm. like a bump like a bump a bump and then they they tattoo that like a lighter pink or some shit Mm -hmm. um but like none of my friends ended up doing that they just got kind of lazy and they're like this is fine (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i cover up my nipples anyway when i wear a dress so what's (laughs) the point um just for you or your significant other i suppose yeah Yeah. Mm mm-hmm so like what they do is apparently um when they take out your breast tissue they like they call it coring the nipple or they like take it out like a melon baller basically so there's no breast tissue left in there and it's just like the shape of the nipple uh-huh. and everything that looks like a nipple although they still get i asked my that's doctor with this. the nipple sparing mm-hmm. so is that what that's what you had mm-hmm. done that's okay. also what angelina jolie yeah. had too in case you guys are wondering how <laughs> much and yeah yeah they saved her nibs. I mean, I think it's great that it's that you can reference her because mm-hmm. yeah. getting it's one like of the all the things she did, honestly, was coming out with it. And yes. yeah, well, it helps, it, you it know, helps so many people. She was known for like such a sex symbol. Yeah. And it's true. like, you know, yeah, we also knew that like other Christina Applegate also had a mastectomy. No one talked about it. Um, she actually had breast cancer. No one talked about it. But Angelina Jolie was like known for her breasts. Laura Croft. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's good what she did. We need to talk about all these women's breast cancers. Well, Christina Applegate, you know, she's been wanting to come on this podcast for yeah. a long time. So we got to have her. We gotta and Julia yeah. Louis Dreyfus. <laughs> yeah, I know. She did. I mean, there's so many. Uh, yeah. Kathy Bates. Right. She Shannon, had ovarian cancer Shannon too. Doherty. Shannon Doherty. Also, Olivia Newton John. Olivia Newton John. Yeah. 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 She had like a reoccurrence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many. Kylie Minogue, twice. Oh, yeah. Shit. And you lost your dad to cancer. Is there any genetic testing for, for brain cancer? It's not really yeah. genetic. Mm. That one really is um, a, like a crapshoot. It's it's very rare. However, I noticed a lot of men that are middle-aged white men tend to get it. There are women that get it, but there's a larger statistic of middle-aged men. That's why John McCain, Bo Biden had it, oh. uh, Joe Biden's son. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Middle-aged guy, white guy. Maybe being politics. Yeah. <laughs> Ted Kennedy had it. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, well. <laughs> no, yeah, now I'm thinking about it. There's a lot of people in politics that had it. Do you just remember, made a connection. Um the like formal name of Yeah, it's called glioblastoma multiform 4, which is a crazy ass name. Yeah. It sounds like a robot name. It's all these Latin words that like glio means something and blastoma and multiform. Blastoma never sounds good. Yeah. 
It doesn't. A stoma. You know what a stoma is? Let's say like if you have Crohn's disease, right? Sometimes mm-hmm. you got to cut up a piece of your intestines and then re-sew it together. Mm-hmm. So what they'll do, because your intestines needs to heal, they'll basically, they basically unattach where you poop out of yeah. again. And they'll, so you poop into a bag, like a colostomy yeah. bag, and that's called a stoma. Huh. You know everything. Yeah. It's a <laughs> lot of... And you do a lot of research, obviously, uh, right? And that's like... It's not research. It's just fear. And I'm, <laughs> it's just fear. <laughs> I'm not researching. I'm scared all the time. Oh. I had an ear infection like three weeks... No, not three weeks ago. Like three months ago. And I was like, my ear really hurt. And then all of a sudden, it started like leaking fluid. <gasps> Tana, weren't you having that fluid was my come nose. out of your nose? <laughs> Sorry. That's different. That could be a sinus infection. <laughs> that could be my brain leaking. Yeah. No. Thank you, WebMD. found on the web. Well, yeah, yeah. No, because like, it's just like water coming out, like a stream of water <laughs> would come out. <laughs> like a faucet? Yes. It's very it's embarrassing. Like my brain is leaking? Happened in front of men. Oh. <laughs> Even better. During intimate time? You know what? You should I was have like, something. like, only... Um, <laughs> <laughs> you should like no because like they, if you stick around after that they're good ones it's a good asshole filter <laughs> right. my it's brain like a strainer is for like all right if these guys can't chill with my you know Leaky faucet brain. of of nose then you can't hang <laughs> bye you're right i should you're get not it back. cool with nose faucet okay. <laughs> oh my god yeah oh my god so your ear was leaking and i was just like oh my god what the hell is this? And I go on WebMD and they're like, if you're experiencing any like hearing issues, you should probably see a professional. Mm. So I went to the ER. It's great. Oh. I went to the ER. I I thought at like three in the morning, no one was there. It was They saw me right away. Oh. I've never had the more pleasant experience. Pro tip, go at 3 a.m. Go at 3 a.m. The sweet spot is between, I even asked them, I'm like, why is this so empty in here? She's like, well, no one's awake at three to 4 a.m. Yeah. It's like the sweet spot. So, yeah. Yeah. Unless so it's like a what happened? Oh, it was an ear infection. <laughs> I went and then I went to an ear nose and throw a doctor, and she was like, "It's an ear infection." We, we should, should give a it. doctor a podcast. Yeah, like all We're these trying. comedians are doing it, but like we should give it. We should give a mic to doctors. Mm-hmm. We actually, yeah, we have a doc. Well, we have a. He's now our friend. He's our bud. But he started as like one of Danielle's doctors at Kaiser. Well, like he's a resident there, so he was in the room. Hot. She was like Re- residents are hot. <laughs> I mean, I went out with a resident like for one day and it was hot. It was like fun. Verdict? Was it hot? I was just, How like, hot was it? I was excited to go on a date with like a non-creative person. Uh, yeah. And I was just like, this is so he, like, I had to explain to him what a showrunner is. Wow. It was so refreshing. I don't know what that is. Oh, Am I hot? so refreshing. Am I yeah. Hot? You're hot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but like I heard all these stories about like his ER residency and I'm like, this is so fascinating. <laughs> My life is so boring compared to yours. <laughs> I'm sure he was saying the same thing. He was not because he didn't text me back. So oh. <laughs> I was going to ask what happened. Fuck that guy. Though. Yeah. He's fuck busy that guy. with his residency. He probably is, though. That's the thing. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. The, I'm, and I meant literally have sex. With I have. A, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. I've been watching just too much like Grey's you know, Anatomy. Yeah. Or like Nurse Jackie or some mm-hmm. shit. Wait. Time. Yeah. So single lady question. Oh, there's. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At what point, like with the doctor, you're like, oh, he didn't text me back. So after the date, were you like, see if he's going to text me? And then eventually you texted him. I did. I texted him and I'm like, hey, my friend is doing this show. It's really awesome. Do you want to come? It's on Friday night or whatever, Wednesday night. And he's like, oh, that sounds great. But I I have to work. It's like my last night of shifts. And I was like, all right, cool. Just holler when you're free. 
will do, he said. And then he didn't text back ever. But you never texted him after that? I'm always like... No, because like I think he, if he yeah. wanted to see me, I said holler when right. you're free, and I'm not gonna. I knew it was a and doctor. And you had already reached out to him. Yeah. Oh right. I did yeah. my work, yeah. and I've known I've messed it up in the past where I think I reached out too much. Yeah. And like men kind of like some of the chase, I think. Um, I don't it's, know. It's a weird game. It's a stupid game. Yeah. I think I we mean, should I just like <laughs> go for it. Honestly, if that's like what someone I feel just say like. it. Yeah. But I feel like guys still kind of want they play the game. Yeah, and in some ways, too, I was thinking to myself, like, well, okay, if, like, there's a guy who's super desperate, I'm like, Ew, Yeah, you know? I feel like oh, we play mm. the game, too. But, however, if if I'm, if I'm really into the guy and he does it, I just get really excited. Yeah, so, if absolutely. it's the right guy, it'll yeah. be fine. Mm-hmm. Right. So, anyway, don't think you're messing it up, because if they're really into you, they, you could fart in front of them, mm-hmm. and they'll still be in love with you. <laughs> so, I'm just saying. It's true. That. Jake Dillahall can fart on me. <laughs> <laughs> like, on you? I don't know. I don't know if he's even my crush now. I just... <laughs> whip that name out for out of nowhere uh, donnie darko on the mind oh Man. donnie darko oh my god huge crush on donnie darko jake Gyllenhaal. i like to remember um jarhead when he was all ripped oh right <sighs> or yeah. Nightcra- oh, nightcrawler night stalker who's your favorite jake Gyllenhaal? <laughs> right <laughs> hashtag know. favorite jake i don't i feel like <laughs> it's, it's probably creepy now if i still like donnie darko jake Gyllenhaal. yeah it's probably inappropriate it's a problem. i mean but he like, doesn't I'm, he's not even i mean there's he looks better in other things <laughs> That's my opinion. But I'm telling Remember you. October Sky? He's like a child in that one. Oh, He's literally 14 in like that one. Oh my God, no. <laughs> I know. Uh, but yeah, being single kind of sucks right now. I just hate dating. It sucks. Yeah. I hate men. They're like, dating is fun. I'm like, no, it's not. It's a fuck interview. And I hate it. Yeah. Wow. Fuck interview. It and it's like, you spend so much time just like. It's a second initially, job. Initially, like. It's I'm kind of over it right now. Me too. I'm over men right now. I told my therapist, I'm like, I'm done with men. Mm-hmm. No more men. Yeah. I've been man hating this past week. Too. Yeah. What did, uh, did you go on a, no, on a date or like did, what, oh. what Nothing. sparked the specific man hating? I'm over it. I'm over yeah. like investing time and trying to like, just find somebody to go on a date with and then them not be complete assholes. Yeah. Or, I just, yeah. it's nothing in particular just going on a bunch of dates and them not succeeding yeah, yeah it sucks it's like going on a bunch of job interviews and them not going anywhere going on a bunch of general meetings and them not going anywhere yeah yeah no, so I get it. yeah just fun so. stuff and you're not on bumble you said I'm not on bumble i'm on another dating site like hinge yeah that's that was my du jour oh. it just is better because it's not as creepy like mm-hmm. i don't like the idea of swiping on people's faces that just seems kind of rude yeah yeah um i feel like a trading card like what <laughs> um but i'm also on this other like one for i hate to say it for like celebrities it's stupid oh that one raya but it's mm-hmm. dumb i've been on one date from it <laughs> and it was not great um and most of the guys on it are like really full of themselves. Yeah, I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna say. And like they're not like no one's famous. There's like maybe two famous people on it, but like the rest are just like people who are creatives, mm-hmm. quote unquote, and they're dumb. <laughs> like they're just like the oh, they're just insufferable. I just want a normal person. I don't want someone who thinks they're they're worthy of I don't know. Yeah. No. Let's, yeah. Let's go find out. <laughs> are you guys all single? Really? She's I'm married. Not. I'm okay. the only. I'm the outlier. I'm married. All right. I will live vicariously. I will wing. I'll yeah. be the wind beneath your wings. She's a good wing. wingman. <laughs> good. Yeah. We all need our, our wing people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here to, I'll be the wing. I'll be the tail. Whatever. What you need? <laughs> <laughs> you need a beak? <laughs> Where'd you meet your you husband? Baby bird. 
this is before Tinder took off and all that started happening. But, um, oh, you lucky son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. I met him actually while I was already with somebody else and we had known each other for a little while. Oh, point is now you're married. <laughs> we, were, we knew each other for a long time, uh, as like acquaintances, but then he moved to LA and my relationship ended and his also ended because he moved. Mm. Um, what do you mean he moved to LA? Oh, well, like from he San moved Diego. from San Diego for that. work. So then we kind of like reconnected. So you, when you mm. met him, he lived in San Diego? Yeah, when I met like him. Like he, he would lived, come up a lot. Oh, okay. yeah, for, for jobs and things. Yeah. And he also just liked LA and we had all these mutual friends. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think I'm butchering all of this, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> And anyway, you married. lucked out. Mm-hmm. I, 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 you have yeah. to deal with this bullshit dating I, thing. I, I, know so I do many... feel like I looked out because yeah. I yeah. like have so many friends, you know, male, female. Really? Because like, I feel like I have, I have so many female friends that are amazing women, like oh, amazing and would be great girlfriends. And all my male friends that I think are great are all in a relationship. Um, mm-hmm. I think there's like a shortage of good um, guys out there and too many nice women. And I think the reason also, cause the good guys, there's so many nice women that the good guys found. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not hard for them to find a nice woman cause they're just exist more. I know some nice guys that are single. Yeah, there we go. Maybe they aren't like assertive enough. Sure. I think mm. like I feel shyness. like a lot of that, mm-hmm. their issues with dating stems from that. What do you mean? Their lack of confidence. Yeah. Apart from maybe some Raya guys. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, Where they well, then the, yeah, the guys with the too much They're like confidence. too subtle or something. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Two extremes. Yeah. Two extremes. We need the Goldilocks of it all. Mm-hmm. And so, there's like, especially with all the sexual misconduct coming to that's light. That's true too. They like. They're afraid to flirt. Afraid to yeah. flirt. Afraid to push. I know. I know. I was thinking about that. But I'm like, if you don't know how to flirt. If you don't, if you don't know the difference between flirting and right. sexual harassment, yeah. you shouldn't be flirting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> Mm. that's fair yeah but, you know we're more empowered and it's scaring them yeah and welcome to our boat mm-hmm. yeah everybody we've been scared for centuries <laughs> living yeah. in fear Jesus. yeah right uh were you seeing anybody when you had your surgeries Mm-mm. or no mm. yeah keep you single <laughs> and you said you stayed with friends like yeah because i'm like Who's, who's helping you? Who's these angels? Yeah. Just a friend of mine from high school and her mom. mom. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Friends are important. And you know, especially having my parents die so young, I think friendships are really important. And Mm I try to, you know, I try to see a couple friends a week, just like a real like friend date of some sort, or just a get together as opposed to just texting them. Mm -hmm. Um, because I think they're important and I think seeing people in person is important. Yeah. And the more you see people in person, the stronger your bond is. Mm Mm-hmm. Like that's why we're so connected to our parents because we've lived with them like for like half our lives yeah. almost inside yeah. of them. Yeah, even yeah, yeah. Well, the one. But. I'm sure. <laughs> like, and it helps too that you're from LA because you said yeah, it it does because like I know like the area somewhat, and I know I still feel like I don't know. Like I, I've probably never been to this part of town, honestly. Like I'm not <laughs> kidding. I've been yeah. to Mount Washington, but like not this side of it. So. I'm always like exploring. Um, but as far as friends go, you said that was a friend from high school. Yeah, but I had like friends. It was, I mean, I'm a very talkative, uh, outgoing person. I feel like I go through phases where like I have like a wave of friends 
because I'm in a certain spot or like I'm working somewhere doing something. And then I still have them like in my social media feed or whatever, but like, I'm just not closer. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah. Like I don't talk to that friend much actually anymore. No, no, no. We didn't like have back. a just, that yeah. kind of just happens. Like yeah. you circle back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you go through waves. Yeah. So I like, yeah, I guess having someone from LA was important. Uh, but I think I, even if I didn't have her, I would have been fine. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like having gone through everything that you've gone through, you've become like a very independent person? Cause you've, that's how you feel. Yeah. Yes. And no, I, I like the way it's shaped me, I guess, but I'm also like, I'm incredibly, uh, I kind of wish I did have someone. I think yeah. it left me feeling very lonely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, a lot of my friends that had it done had boyfriends or husbands mm-hmm. and I kind of wish I had that. And it's just something to, I have to explain to people and to guys and that I don't really like to. Yeah. Um, oh, you do? You explain it to like yeah. men you're dating? and Yeah, because they're going to find out up. eventually. Yeah. And it comes up. Like, I try not to bring it up on a first date, mm-hmm. but it comes up sometimes. And, um, and sometimes it's, like, not bad. I used to be, like, self-conscious about it, but, like, my therapist was like, well, if they run after that, then they're not good guys anyway. If anything, it adds character. Yeah. It's yeah. like, hey, I've, I've survived this. And yeah. I don't know. Not every other girl is going to say that, so... I wouldn't be ashamed. Yeah. yeah. The one thing I worry about is that men are like, oh, she's like, fine. I'm not like a supermodel or anything. Like, I'm not Giselle. We're like, okay, she's just like, you know, a 14. And if I have this baggage with me, they're dating other women, especially if they're on a dating site. So it's like, it's like a ding against me. So if they meet someone else who's like just as good as me, and doesn't have this issue, it's like less drama for them to deal with. Mm. And they'll choose her over me. That's where I feel like it hurts me. Um, and that's why I get scared about it. But again, if you, if that's like the deal breaker, then maybe I don't fucking need to deal with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't. No. Yeah. Definitely not. Fuck that. I hate these dudes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> where are My they? My friend had leukemia and has been like, she had like five boyfriends after. But she told me this whole thing where like, she felt like guys were dating her out of like charity what? and she hated that but I do you know. think that was just her like a reflection on herself maybe i don't know she but she's think- she's fine she's dating around <laughs> like good for her but um she's also in seattle <laughs> i don't know wow. if that makes a difference la is like i don't know <laughs> saturated it might. it might you know my yeah. husband's from san diego so he's like he didn't really get to settle become an la boy imagine la boy bob <laughs> la boy bob wow <laughs> running out of time we're out of time let the people know where they can find you miss eden um <laughs> jesus eden. not don't like come to my house like, <laughs> i found you found you miss eden. hide and seek um yeah, i'm on twitter um at uh e-d-e-n underscore eats um that's probably the best yeah because then there's like a website and if you really want to look in there and if you want to send me emails there's the website and you can send me emails through there. And what's yeah. your podcast name again? Oh, Failing Up. Cool. It's on iTunes. Ooh. Is it weekly? Weekly. Nice. Mm. Yeah. Every Thursday. That's awesome. Yeah. I love your Twitter. You make me laugh. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So like, I don't know who follows me on Twitter because I, I get scared. Oh, you, get, you probably get so, well, well you have so many. I, 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 I mute everybody like that I don't follow. <laughs> so like, I don't know. That's I don't okay. know who follows me that's new that I like met in person. So well, you like, didn't meet me until right now. But still, so don't worry. About I don't. It. I don't that know. That wasn't like I just 
but I feel I just how okay. Oh, they take the compliment. <laughs> don't even don't follow back. I don't want I don't want you to. You're sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. You guys are lovely. On. Thank you for sharing all that you did. I know being so yeah. open. Oh, I know. No. Thank you. No problem. <laughs> um. Hold your friend's hands. Yeah. And touch, touch your, your boobs. boobs. Touch yeah. Do you want to touch my boobs? You can touch my boobs. Should we touch your boobs? You can touch, you touch your, boobs. your boobs. Yeah. But they're still your boobs. That's what I always get. So, no, like, I mean, I guess I would feel. But it feels weird. Oh, uh, where's my camera? This feels a little weird. Right? <laughs> this face. She's like. Ah! <laughs> can I I mean, it feels this? like, it feels really good. Do you have a bra on? No. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't wear a bra after wear a bra. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. I do sometimes wear like, cause you're not supposed to wear underwire. Mm -hmm. I sometimes yeah. wear like, um, like a bralette. Yeah. That's yeah. all I wear. Um, just cause they're also, they, they look better under shirts mm -hmm. too. Like yeah. sometimes yeah. I wear like a nice little bralette mm -hmm. and a guy will come up to me and he's like, I can see your bra. And I'm like, that's cause it was expensive. <laughs> and you're supposed to. And like, you're supposed to see You're it. welcome. <laughs> so yeah. Five bucks. So hold your friend's hands, touch your boobs. Don't wear a bra. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. Fuck a bra. Fuck, fuck bra. bra. Burn them. And we'd say how with a bob, but he looks like a sleepy he's boy. He's a sleepy so boy. So we're going to leave him oh. be. Bye. Thanks for listening. Special thanks to our lovely Lauren Naylor for her amazing portraiture skills and creating our cover art, to our sweet boy Tom Odo for our lovely music, and a great many thanks to my you caring supporters and donors Rebecca Viego, Annie Barodo, and Fabricio Alessandri. You can follow my blog at wellthissucks.me, follow us on Instagram at WTS Podcast, Facebook at WTS The Podcast, and if you like what you heard, please, please, please subscribe, rate, and review. Yeah, thanks. Love you.